The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Hell of Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This hey, podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right. Welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Uh, people, we are in a drive for donations. If you want a daily podcast, become a patron. Donate what you can. Every $300 we raise, you get an extra podcast for the week. So it's true. So we're like, we have like $50 donated to the of the first $300. If you donate $300... You get an extra podcast. You have to donate to be able to listen. So if one person out there wants to donate the rest of the 300 and donate like 250 bucks, and we, me and Andrew will do a podcast for 14 people. But if that doesn't happen, donate what you can. You get a free podcast. Like we did uh, Shane Vereen update last week. It'll be kind of like that but longer, and we'll do it every day if we can if you raise enough money. So donate. Click on the patron button. Do it. We love you. Um and find us on the Facebook, the Twitters, and the uh, the YouTubes. Search Happy Hour Podcast. So, uh, gentlemen, we've made it. We've made it through the dark sadness of the off season. We have made it to football season. The Saints report to camp this week uh, gloriously. The rookies. No, the, the, when did the veterans report? I don't know. <laughs> Andrew, when did the no. veterans report? Um, am I supposed to keep tabs on this? <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing. I used to blog every I mean, day. Last off, lost off season was the last off season where I blogged, and it was I did it every day, and I basically pulled the plug like right as the season was starting because it was one of those things where it was just I had gotten through another off season, and I was just I was just like, oh my god, this was horrible, and <laughs> as the season was starting, I just told myself. Like I, I can't, I can't go through a season. You really pulled the plug like, on blogging and pulled the plug on the blog because that blog is dead now, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian tried to keep it going, but you know, no, nobody could keep Saints Nation going like me. I mean, no. it was, it was were, like it was, it was uh, an exercise of self torture, basically. <laughs> um, but um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it, it's amazing how like when I'm not on the grind, like trying to come up, conjure ideas about what to write about every day. It's amazing how much 
more freedom I've had, but also just like I haven't thought about football. It's been it's been really nice. Yeah, and it's kind of crept up on me. So like now we're a week away from actual games, and I'm excited because I haven't been, you know, overanalyzing every single week of the off season the moment that's about to come up. It's like I'm kind of like prepping for it organically now. It's and I'm excited. I'm excited to hear that we're like a week away from football. So well, Dave, we're like, are, we're like two weeks away from like the first preseason game. We're one week away from maybe like the Hall of Fame game. Is that true? Uh, the Saints play in two weeks, maybe even three. My point is, is like we're not wow. as close as you. I mean, we're getting close, yes, but like that feels pretty close. I mean, we're not really going to have news until next week. I don't think. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I mean, preseason is the first preseason game is the ninth, six o'clock Jaguars. So that's yeah, that's that's almost three weeks away. So you know we're we're getting there, but I mean, I I guess as the hype for the Saints is 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 pretty good. I saw the like the real. the hype is real. The, the 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 AP predicted Saints in Atlanta in the NFC title game. The Saints losing to Atlanta. Wow. That would be something. Oh, that would be miserable. <laughs> if if you if you had it. I would rather ensure Atlanta's failure than have the Saints have success. Like, if you... Andrew, I, we talked about this last year. Like, people wanted the Saints and Falcons in the NFC title game, and I was like, no. I don't want that. That's like, it's too, it's too much to bear. I'll just have Atlanta lose. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I was right, you know, because if Atlanta would have beat Philadelphia and then the Saints had lost to Minnesota, oh, that would have been the worst. Um, uh, it would have been bad. Um, before we get to uh, grading the linebackers uh, and my Saints training camp Twitter addiction, um, I, I want to touch on, because it's it's swirling around, the, the, the whole thing with the, the flag. And I don't want to get back on the whole. Oh, we're just going right into that, huh? Yeah, Not like the f- like. Oh, okay. I don't want to get into the, like. I feel like it's all just gone about the whole thing of like why they're kneeling. Like that's totally gone now. It's just like a punching bag that Trump and other politicians are going to use in the fall for the election. Andrew, I thought maybe the NFL had a chance to escape this this madness this horrible thing of it keep coming up and up and up if they had just said look players are staying in the locker room for the for the, mm-hmm. for, the for the for the anthem and the the fans are going to be extra patriotic the, the, the players can't they don't they don't want to focus on the anthem we're just going to keep them in the locker room so the the fans and the singer can be extra patriotic and then the players will come out after and that would have solved fucking everything but now it's going to go on all year, isn't it? We're going to do, it's going to be three, four times a year. Like just when we think it's gone, Trump's going to tweet and it's going to come right back up. Isn't it? That's how this is going to go. Correct. Like it's my nightmare. Yeah. Uh, what was, was it Jarrell Casey who came out and said that he was going to basically some, do some form of protest during the anthem yeah. that he's already come out. I mean, that's a high profile player, you know, I, I don't know that the Titans do anything to him. I mean, they, they can't really afford to not have him on the field. So, um, you know, I, I think it's only a matter of time before obviously Brady and breeze, those aren't the type of type of guys that are going to do it, but I, I think it's only a matter of time before 
it's not Colin Kaepernick or even Eric Reed, who's a good player, but you know, teams can kind of blackball him because a good safety is still, you know, not make or break, but you know, eventually it's going to be Antonio Brown or, um, you know, Alvin Kamara, you know, or, or whatever. I, eventually it's going to be a player that you can't bench and you can't afford to not have on the field. And then I think, it, unfortunately, you know, the way it's set up and the way the league is about superstar power, I think then it will carry more weight. So I, I don't, I, you know, the thing that blows my mind. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is that as progressive as the NBA is? I am shocked that they have no issues with this. Like, how is that possible? How is it that everyone in the NBA is respecting the anthem and not... They've had no issues with this. (laughs) It's a great question. Maybe Goodell's just terrible at his job. Yeah, for whatever reason, like the NFL is just the the tension between the presidency and the players. And, you know, maybe part of it is bad relations with the commissioner. But um, I don't don't see this going away. I think it's going to be more annoying. I I think some players might be more afraid to do this. So we might see it less. You know, like I don't think it'll be whole teams. It'll be more like individual players and – I think a lot of guys will be like, and eh, I don't want to risk my paycheck over this. So, um, you know, I, I think more guys will second guess it now that there's a policy in place and that fines are clear. But still, man, I, I just I don't think this is going away. And, um, you know, the people that have been anti-Saints and said I'm never watching him again, they've been pretty stubborn and relentless. So I think you will see more people like that when this comes, unfortunately. I mean, Dave, do you disagree? I mean, I don't really feel like this is going away. Dave, what do you think? Um, maybe when Trump is not president anymore, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I'm surprised that Ralph decided to lead off with this. Here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. I had to listen to you shoes, okay? Here's a poor uh, now it's my turn. Um, it's I, I don't want to talk much about it. And the reason I don't want to talk much about it, honestly, is because 
Ralph, I agree with you. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm totally sick of it. I, I listen to a lot of talk radio uh, in my car. Um, I, I'm sick of people talking about it. I'm sick of reading about it. I, I support the players. I, I, I'm fine with them protesting, but I'm just sick of the fact that it's taken over. You know, instead of talking about actual play, you know, what's going on on the field, we continue to discuss uh the, the protesting and we're not we're not discussing the protesting and how we need to change as a society and what the protest is about we're just pro, we're just talking about the protests and whether it's good or bad or whether we like it or not uh so unfortunately i feel like all the talk about it is isn't isn't doing what what the, the protests are What's supposed intended, to be doing yeah yeah here's, here's my question and then we'll you know, get but, off but, 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 but but you know, Ralph, you started off by saying, "I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about it." I am, and I, and, hey, and I feel the same way. Yet here we are, and you chose to lead. <laughs> this, this was, I thought this was like going to be the last thing we talked about today. I know. And you chose to you chose to lead off the podcast with this topic. I know. And now all of our listeners, who probably also are sick of it, now they're listening to it too. So I didn't really want to talk about this. I wasn't going to say much about this because I don't want to contribute to it because I feel like it's too much. I'm sick of it. So why should I be the person that contributes to it? It makes it just as worse. Our host tough is terrible. Cra- tough crowd. It is. Our host is a t- is terrible. That's why he doesn't win awards. Um, <laughs> I'm totally I'm to- I'm totally bitter about that. I I will admit it. Um, so for actual Saints news, um, Andrew, for people that didn't listen to our mini cast, they signed a running back, Shane Vereen, which. Uh, I thought it meant that they were super desperate at running back, but uh, La- Daniel Lasco is like his career is probably over. Like they waived him. Like he had that really bad injury last year. So like signing Ven Vereen wasn't like this panic move or desperation. But I mean, we said it on the on the on the the quick shot, but you can read it. Like I still think we have no fucking idea who's getting those carries that Ingram was gonna get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't. I mean, I, I, it's not going to be Vereen. Vereen's like a receiving back. Yeah. If you look at his career, he's had some plays here and there on the ground, but he's really been a receiver. So, you know, he's like a Traverse Cadet, a plus version of Traverse Cadet. So yeah, but do you hear that, Dave? Here. What that's, is that? The Terrence West hype train? No, that's the Boston that's Scott. Kind of that's the Boston Scott, Scott oh, hype Boston train. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. They keep signing these guys, <laughs> and I think it's a sign, and they keep bringing in veterans off the street that don't have jobs. Um, and there's a lot of names. I mean, if you look at the depth chart, people know who Terrence West is. They know who Shane Vereen. I mean, these are guys that have been in the league that have done things. But I, I think they keep adding these guys because none of them are any good. And <laughs> if they felt good about their undrafted rookies, if they had like a Kyrie or a, a Chris Ivory type guy, they wouldn't be signing these veterans. So unfortunately, that's not a good sign for me. But I don't know. On the flip side, like Sean Payton's always figured out a way. If a running back has any ounce of talent and he's on the field, Sean Payton has found a way to make him pretty good in his offense. So we'll see. Ultimately, I still think it's Trey Edmonds' job to lose. He was great last year in preseason. He was great in training camp, played very well against a Bills team that quit. 
uh, in the regular season in that one game. So um, he's been the most impressive, and he's good on special teams too. So I think that gives him a leg up, and I still think it's his job to lose. All right, Dave. Well, Ralph, funny you should mention, you know, you should bring this question up because just on Canal Street Chronicles today, uh, Mr. Chris Dunnels uh, put up a poll asking all the readers who will be the primary running back partner with Alvin Kamara in weeks one through four while Ingram serves his suspension. Uh, 517 total votes as of right now. And uh, the top vote getter at 33%, one third of all people who voted say Terrence West is going to be the primary running back. I don't want Terrence I think, West. I think West and, West and Edmonds are battling for the carries that Here, Ingram's getting. Here's my question. Number Did, two is Boston Scott. So yeah, Scott, Scott, Scott and Vereen. Nicole's stoked in the, hype, in the hype train. Scott and Vereen, to me, are they get more snaps if something happens to Kamara. That's Ooh, just now, my don't Now, the commenters, most of the commenters seem to think Vereen was, was, the, was the guy. So take that for what you will. All right, here's my question. And Dave, you Trey can Edmonds answer. is second to last, by if, the way. If, if Vereen was the guy, then Vereen was signed when Lasco got injured right or when Lasco was waived with a yeah. failed physical yeah so if Vereen was really the guy then why did the Saints sign what why did why did the Saints sign West before Vereen? yeah it, well if, if Vereen was the guy why, why did it take all offseason for anybody to, to well he was doing Vereen? Broadway Dave he was <laughs> Ben Vereen is that true is that a factual statement no Ben Vereen is, oh. is a Broadway singer <laughs> He did Old Man River. He did uh, things in the That 70s. was a Jonah Hill joke. Got it. Sorry. He got he got run over by David Foster. It was sad. Look it up, kids. Google it. Uh, um, so here's my question, Dave. I give you a million dollars, and I say you got to go to Vegas, okay. and you okay. have got to predict what running back, not Alvin Kamara, will score – 15 fantasy points the first four weeks combined. Oh, that's Saints. a great question. So um, who, who is it? Uh, I am going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say Shane Vereen. Is it PPR? It's PPR. Shane Vereen. Andrew, who you got? Knowing that a million dollars is on the line. All you have to do is pick the guy who's going to have the second most fantasy points to Alvin Kamara, or 15 fantasy points over four weeks. So it's like it's like basically he's like... He's going to be the first the first non-Alvin Kamara running back to get to 15 fantasy points. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Boston Scott in PPR leagues. Oh, that's a good choice. I like that choice. Um, I think. But if, it, if you don't give me PPR, then I'd pick someone else. I mean, how many carries are we talking here, though? I would say, what is Ingram gone? Four weeks? Yeah. I bet it's an average of five carries a game. I think we're talking twenty carries. Yeah. So. I don't care. I don't care what Sean Payton or the media say. Kamara is definitely getting more touches. There's no way he's not. So if you if they get if they average four yards on twenty carries, that's eighty yards. It's eight points. So they'd need a touchdown to get to fifteen, basically. Yeah, I think that's what'll happen. Eighty yards rushing and one touchdown. And a couple catches. Yeah. Um so 
that's really one of the big stories in cramp. But, but as we've done these previews, and last week we did defensive line, this week we're doing linebackers. And Andrew, last year when we did the previews, I think it was you that made the joke. You said, look, if the Saints are going to get hit at injuries at one position, I think I would pick linebacker because they're all the same. And they're all mediocre and they're deep. And if you remove any of them, I wouldn't care. Like, it wouldn't worry me that much. This year at linebacker, do you still feel the same? Uh, to be determined. I have to see what Demario Davis looks like. I mean, I, I think there's a chance that he's going to be really good. And if he's really good and stands out as the best linebacker on the team, then obviously I don't want to see him get injured. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I think you look at the rest and, yeah, I mean, I guess Klein and Anzalone are penciled in as the starters. But if but if they go down and we're stuck with Robertson and Manti Teo or Nate Stupar, um, well, Stupar, probably, I don't know that I throw Stupar in the same category as Teo and Robertson, but, you know, you, I don't really see a huge difference. There's also, it's also kind of unresolved where Kikaha belongs on this defense because, you know, they played, they were starting to play him in linebacker last year before he got hurt, before he ended up on IR. So, um, you know, is, is he a backup linebacker? Does he even make this team? I don't know. Um, but I don't know. They've got a bunch of guys. And again, to me, they all kind of seem the same. Dave, what, who do you think, if I said who's, who, who do you think is going to be the best linebacker? Who would you say? Well, it better be Davis, right? With all the money they freaking paid him. By the way, he's very big into off the field stuff and um, prison reform and that sort of thing. And he might be a guy that would speak up regarding the flag oh, at the beginning of something. He's, like that. he's the off the charts favorite. I would say he's he's the favorite ahead of, uh, I would say Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram. He's the odds-on favorite for Saint most likely to get fined during the anthem. And he'll draw a lot of fan <laughs> hatred if he's not. He better be good because he's – and he does a lot of wonderful things off the field, but fans will not like him because he's very outspoken, very well-spoken, and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to because I like, I like controversy and I like people being mad on Twitter. Uh, Dave, who's going to be the Saints' best linebacker? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Andrew just said it. I mean, it it, it should be Demario Davis. I mean, that's kind of why they brought him in here. Uh, they paid. I him mean, there's the a money. serious problem if he's not. He's up and right down, on. though, dude. He was like really good with the Jets. Went to Cleveland, was terrible. Went back to the Jets and was really good again. So he's like, he's like up and down. Like he's he. I would say he's not a he's not a short he's not a short thing. And I was like when this when I saw the contract the Saints gave him, I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money for that dude. Like, am I the only one that thought that? No, no. But if he's terrible, or if he's, if he's like just another guy, then this is once again kind of a bad misstep in free agency by Loomis. At line so I, I, I definitely would not be happy if he was he was mediocre. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, wait. But can we can we have a serious discussion though? Is is it really pronounced Anzalone? I, I there's no way that that's correct. Anzalone. It's just fun to say Anzalone. What do you think? It's you think it's Anzalone? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do because. Uh, 
okay, when you go to a when you go to a pizza place and you order the thing that's like a pizza except it's totally wrapped in dough, what do you call that thing? Calzone. There you go. Z O N E. You call it a calzone. The 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 last e is silent. Now, I mean, technically, I think I think if you were really Italian, I think you'd say cal calzone. So I would I would pronounce it anzalone. Is I I would think that would be the proper Italian pronunciation. But so you would anzalone you, uh... hurts my ears. I, that there's no way that that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be Italian, yes, it's Anzalone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that's the way we should pronounce it every single time. Did we lose Ralph? I'm here. No, I was looking up I was looking up his name, his, how to pronounce his name and uh he did it on Twitter, but I can't play it cuz obviously we're doing the show. But the thing is, I think we need for for Anzalone, I think I need to do the sound ah. effect of the Super Mario Brothers video game. Every time we mention him, just have the, the little the little sound effect of the dude growing, you know, when he eats the mushroom. That's the that's the key. I want Anzalone to be the best linebacker. One because I can butcher his name or get it right all year. We can play the sound effect all year, and his hair is just magnificent. And I mean, I want to like him. He he was. It, you know, he was hit or miss. You know, he was responsible for some good plays in those first three, four weeks or whatever. And he was also responsible for single-handedly responsible for blown coverage. And, but he can go, though. Like, he made a play in Miami, the play he, that he got hurt on, where you were like, wow. Like, he chased the he dude down. He a lot of feet. Yeah, he's, 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 yes, he's got a lot of energy, and he's high motor, and he runs around out there. And, and he stands, which to me, he sticks out like a sore thumb in the Saints linebacker core. Because he's so much... He's just way more all over the field to me. He seems way more all his over hair the field flows like than a everybody else. River. That's why he stands out, Dave. No, I mean he. I mean maybe maybe it's the hair that just makes him look faster. <laughs> makes him look like he's always in motion. I don't know. <laughs> Andrew, what linebacker has the best physical skills for the Saints? I don't know. I keep looking That's at his hair. Asking who's 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 the most well endowed? And uh, I mean, I keep looking at his hair, and to me, that's <laughs> the best physical trait. So <laughs> I pick Anzalone. All right. So if I if if we if we I mean the, the most the biggest thumper is Robertson. That guy destroys people. I forgot about him. He's in the like, run game. All these people. I'm yeah. like, oh, he's still on the team. But every once in a while, you know, he'll shoot the gap on a blitz. And he'll he'll be untouched, and he just annihilates quarterbacks. Well, if if I get to go through the defensive the line untouched, uh, I could annihilate a quarterback too. Well, here's yeah, the thing, I don't Robertson. I, I man, he's like the Robertson. he's like the black. Like, I know he I know he's not the fastest, but I just I don't know. He's he's always fun to watch. I feel like Craig he Robertson, always overachieves, and he kind of gets a raw deal amongst fans. Craig Robertson is the black Scott Shanley. Fans. Hate him. Who and hates the, him? Why do people hate him? I, I haven't Saints heard of that. Coaching Bri staff. Brian Pavic hates loves him. him. There's one guy on Twitter that hates Craig Robertson. <laughs> Maybe no, there's others. He's, he's he, Brian's got a following. Br Brian's thing is he never like Brian never changes his mind. Like he just like once he takes his position, he just like he's like a like World War One trench warfare. He just like digs in and digs in and digs in. Um, <laughs> Wait, so who? Uh, 
Uh, Sigler hates Robertson, I think. No? They don't. They like all. Like a lot of the tape. A lot of the tape eaters. Like they don't like Robertson. And they, like the grades on him are up and down. But like the coaching staff, like because he knows where to be, and like he's like Robertson will make mistakes, but he doesn't make mistakes of like what the fuck you doing mistakes. He makes like the oh he's not fast enough mistake, which coaches. Yeah. Fans, that drives us crazy, but coaches, the mistakes that drive them crazy, Andrew, is like, you were supposed to be here, and you were fucking there, you know? Um, (laughs) Robertson doesn't make... He's a pretty good playmaker. He's got nine career... Love that explanation. (laughs) He's got nine career interceptions. Uh, So so I'm going to do this sound effect here. The wheel spinning. And Andrew... When the wheel no stops, money, no money, no money, no whammy, no whammy, no stop. The wheel stops, and you have to pick a Saints linebacker to get injured. Who would you pick of the starters? This is, this, this is good karma. Yes. Yeah. Wait. What? Why do I want to do this? Because you, I'm just saying you have to. So, like, we this try to like separates <laughs> well, out the. I mean, can I? Can I pick? Like, so can injured. I pick it on? Am I allowed to pick an undrafted rookie? No, you have to pick a person that's going to make the 53. Starting linebacker. Injure him now. Do it. <laughs> and wheel of death. This, this is like this is like saw. I mean, if you don't do it, then you're going to be the one that dies, Andrew. I'll, I'll pick Manti Teo. <sighs> so, Dave, when the wheel of death stops, you have to pick a linebacker to injure. Whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. Um, <laughs> uh, Nate Stupar. Is he a, is he a, is he kind of that, dude, that dude's coming back from such a brutal injury. You're so mean, Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave, Dave isn't is... he coming back from an ACL or worse? Uh, isn't everybody? Yeah, true. Oh man, you Colton, are. Uh... I wanted to say Colton Jumper, but oh, don't we need to talk about Mitch Lowen uh, saving a life? Yeah, we do. Yeah, the we, dude. We should, like... I meant to. I meant to bring that up. I think it's Levin. I think his name is pronounced Levin. He was going to uh, make whatever. the team last year, right? Before he like injured his knee. Uh, I think it's pro- I think it's pronounced Anzalowen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant to bring that up on the last show with Ralph, that, um, and I totally forgot. Yeah. Um, because apparently it, he wanted to like meet the guy. He was like asking to meet the guy that he saved out of that car. So Andrew, describe it for people that that don't know it, like what he did. Because it's pretty fucking amazing. Well, I think he was in the warehouse district, right? Yeah. Yeah, was yeah in, so it was he's... in the CBD in a car, uh, which this has happened before, a car. It, like cliff dive off, a, it cliff dove off a off uh, third floor garage, of like a, parking, right? a parking garage. Yeah. He either hit the gas when he was not supposed to or whatever, and he went over the edge of a parking garage and onto the ground. He survived the Maybe, maybe he was a SUV parked in a compact cars only. Maybe. Yeah, uh, and Mitchell Levin uh, was there, and he was one of a, I think a handful of people that was able to pull the driver out of the out of the vehicle. I mean, I mean, it, from what I read, it sounded like you know, obviously, any anytime something crazy like that happens, there's a lot of people that are shocked and they don't know what to do, and um, you know, I think the thing that was amazing about it was that he would just was cognizant of what was going on and, uh, you know, kind of took the bull by the horns type A and took control of the situation and, you know, quickly ran over and 
try to see what he could do to help and then kind of motivated others to help and kind of was giving people direction. So I don't know that that's what I took from it. I wasn't there obviously, but, um, pretty impressive, um, you know, in a crisis situation for him to, to be like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, Dave, it's kind of a, a heroic thing. Dave, you know what if- it reminded me of? Uh, do you guys remember when like Cam Cleveland pulled a guy out of a, of a burning car or, or failed to do so? The only thing I know about Cam Cleveland is he's got his ass whipped with a bag of sock, uh, a sock full of quarters. That's the only <laughs> thing I ever remember about Cam Cleveland, and he was hurt all the time. How you remember and that Cam Achilles, Cleveland Achilles, yeah. was an off-the-field hero. But, but Dave, it, it, you know, if you're in a parking lot and you almost drive off the third floor of the parking lot, is that what about today? the worst today day, of your life? day of your life? Yeah. <laughs> Is the guy alive? He survived. Yeah, he survived. survived. It wouldn't be a good story, Andrew, if he didn't survive, right? Yeah, but he's going to make it. I mean, I'm sure he had horrible injuries, right? No, I think he was. I think he was all right. Like, I thought the car was like, I didn't think it fell. I thought it was like dangling and they pulled him out before it fell. But I could be wrong about Uh, that. I thought it fell. I, I saw some pictures of a Mercedes SUV like on the ground floor. Mangled. Mangled, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you could you could easily survive if it was only like the third floor and you only fell two floors, and if maybe the car no, fell only. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know, uh, man. And like, I mean, if it landed like on the passenger side, I mean, and you, you know, you have the entire width of the car to brace your fall, and you were wearing a seatbelt. Obviously, I think you would need to be wearing your seatbelt to survive this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Dave. My <laughs> guess. My guess is that person was wearing his seatbelt. I mean, it, ugh, it's a lot of it's a lot of metal and concrete coming together at high speeds. Um, so here's here's the interesting thing. Before we get to Twitter questions, that um, I mean, not not that high speed. I mean, I, if it was third like, no. so, do I don't I don't I don't do math I can barely well, if that was games. like I mean I, I this could be wrong but if that was like 30 meters or whatever then what is it 9.8 meters per second you fall I don't know I don't remember and you got in your heavy heavy I, I was good at, I was good at physics <laughs> you were good at physics now you sell uh, hand warmers with Greek uh, insignias on them <laughs> for, for a four hundred percent markup. <laughs> um, so as we get into training camp, Andrew, you know we always have the the big arguments on Saints Twitter, right? We we fight with each other, we fight with Saints media, they block mm-hmm. us, they unblock us, they they leave us alone. What argument is going to dominate? at least the first couple weeks of Saints training camp and maybe the first couple games, what what are we going to argue about uh, in training camp? I cannot believe. I, I To me, it's been so shocking that Taysom Hill has taken the hype train by such storm. Can we that get the effect here, please? Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Thank you. Taysom Hill Taysom hype Hill train is out of here. control, man. I, I can't believe that the Taysom Hill hype train has been so deafening. 35,000 people watched him do warm-ups on YouTube. That I, can, I can't believe that Al-Kadeen Muhammad 
has not been. I mean, he was like yeah, he was everyone everyone's superhero last year. He was like I'm not hearing anyone talk about that guy. How many sacks he had? Three and a half in the preseason last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like all he needs to do is get one more sack and. You know, it's totally back on with Al-Qadim Muhammad. It's, Dave, what are we going to – but I mean, that's not really – so you think people are going to argue over Muhammad playing more or like – Yes, I I think I, – I, I could see Davenport getting off to a slow start. I could see Okafor kind of banged up and not ready. And they end up playing like Trey Hendrickson, a defensive end, and like he's fine. He's not flashy. He makes plays here and there, but just like Saints Twitter going nuts that Al Qadim Muhammad's not playing over Hendrick. Especially when he's killing people in the fourth quarter. I could see it. Yeah. Dave, what what are people going to be arguing over on on Twitter in the preseason? Marcus Davenport, you know, he's gonna get like like you said, he's gonna get off to a slow start. People are gonna be like, Oh my I can't believe we Traded up for this guy. We gave up so much. He's a bust. Blah, blah, blah. It'll go tweet uh, to tweet during practice, right? He had a good play. He's yeah. great. He had a bad play. He's a bust. Yeah, I definitely Marcus Davenport for sure. Do you guys think Boston Scott could be a uh, – I feel like he could be a controversial guy in training camp I th- for fans. I think he could be controversial because, Andrew, he was going to be my choice in here – and here's why. I think he could kill it in the third and fourth quarter of the preseason games as far as, like, catching and running. But, like, during practice, Nick Underhill and people will be tweeting, oh, Boston Scott missed a blitz pickup. Oh, Boston Scott didn't know how to do this. Like, And so the Saints will be like, you know what? Eh, we can't really play him because he might get Drew Brees killed. And then fans will be like, fuck that. He tore that shit up in the fourth quarter against Jaguars. You need to give him touches. So I, I think I think that's a good choice. Also, in, in the secondary, someone will get roasted and immediately uh, fans will want to trade them or cut them or um, have them guillotined in Jackson Square. Devontae Harris is back on the team. Just man, throwing that out there. Patrick Robinson, he won a Super Bowl, but he didn't win a Super Bowl with the Saints, man. The memories that most people have of him as a Saint are not good. He's, he's Isn't Devontae Harris on the roster currently? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Who has good memories of, of, of Patrick Robinson? No one. I don't I think well then that goes without stating. I don't think you even need to say that. Yeah. You don't remember his uh pick hundred, six of uh, Michael, Michael Vick? Vick? Michael Vick, yeah. What else? That was one good memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So that's it. So uh, another note um, that I forgot because I started the show on a, such a bad, horrible topic, and I forgot to mention this. Uh, if you are playing, again, in the fantasy football leagues this year, uh, pay your dues, DM me on the Twitters. Uh, slide into his DM. Slide into the DMs because we got people that, if you don't want to play, it's cool, but we have people that would love the spots. Um, and this year, Andrew, the winner of each league is gets a custom-made Saints Happy Hour championship wrestling belt. Oh, boy. <laughs> with your name engraved, champion of the league, shipped to your house. That's what you mean. You can put it on your mantle. You put it in your man cave. You can wear it to work. But you're going to get a championship wrestling belt. So get excited about that, people. So 
We're excited. Fantasy starting back up again. Uh, I plan to have Kumara again in the auction league yeah. if it takes my whole keep, fucking budget. Him, so, uh, questions we have for people. Uh, this is from Reichert. Uh, let's see. What religion has the best response rate for please insert preferred deity here, no major camp injury prayers? I don't know. Like, if you're Catholic, you just do the Hail Mary. You do, like, maybe you do the little, uh, the little holy water when you walk in. You sprinkle it on. Like, you can light a candle. You can you can go and you can light a donation candle uh, at Catholic Church. That's all I know. I don't know any other religions. What was what who, what religion was uh, was the guy from from Major League? You oh, Jobu. Jabu. Yeah, Jobu. Fuck yeah. you, Jobu. Whatever religion that is. <laughs> that is. I think a, wasn't I think he like voodoo or something? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he was like. Well, that's perfect for New Orleans then. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, do we have enough O line depth, Andrew? No. There you Not go. really. That's your answer. You don't need any further clarification. By I, the way, did we ever? Did we talk about Zach Streif getting? Henderson's job? Oh, we didn't. It's, is it official? It's not official. Official? Did he yet. take it? I heard he's, he was offered. Yes, he, correct. He's been offered. He was, we need to mention people. That's a good point. Um, that's a Ralph, that's a because because this probably pisses Ralph off that he's been offered the job. No, I mean here here's the thing. And I've, I look everybody on the really you I've, haven't been on Twitter seeing Ralph's seventeen tweets about it. Well, <laughs> everybody on radio here, local radio, uh, you know they love Zach Shreve, but they they just don't they don't get it. I mean they just do not get it. He has zero experience, and like how does he get to go to the front of the line? And get the that's the football player job. privilege, Dave. That's what that is. Wait, wait, people are actually saying that. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, okay. There's, who there's, has who has come out on the radio and said that? Oh, every Chris Gordy. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, who else was I listening to uh, today? Eric I don't know. Asher I listen to a lot of WWL, and I listen to. Um, Let's the station actually doing the games, so people on. On the actual well, actually, state. actually, I don't know. No, I guess probably not on WWL. So I've been listening to twelve eighty uh, AM, which is I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. It's in Houston too. It's like Josh Innes in the morning. Yeah. Um, Chris Gordy, uh, Eric, um, uh, what's his face? Asher. Chris Gordy, actually. Yeah. Uh, Eric Asher, um, and all those guys. I mean, they all you know they all say the same thing. Like, you know, They're obviously. Well, I mean, come on. But, I mean, you know. The fact is, is that he's not going to, this isn't a color job. This is a play-by-play job. And this, and to do play-by-play takes more than doing color, you know, like Deuce McAllister can just step in and do color, you know, because it's a lot easier and, you know, he has experience playing football, but to do the play-by-play, you know, you've got to, you've got to be able to paint the picture every time that there's a snap, you know, you know, you, he's in shotgun formation, two receivers out wide, one out left. Uh, you know, you got to. I mean, one of the most play, gotta, famous, one of the most famous play-by-plays was Pat Summerall, and he was a kicker. There are people. <laughs> yes, there are Andrew, there, that's a there, good one. There are definitely people. I think they, and they a had drunk. The guy at, like, Pat Summerall was a drunk. There are a drunk, liquored-up kicker. Well, okay, but my question did did Pat and Summerall is iconic. immediately? Did Pat Summerall immediately go from being a drunk kicker and retiring to being the head guy on NBC Sports Pretty much. or whatever? 
pretty, pretty much. much. Yep. He, I mean, he wasn't the head guy, but he pretty much went from kicking to announcing football games. And I'm not saying it's not but it was the out. '60s, so I, it was different. I think, and I, right. I would assume that these people had Zach Streif come in and run some videotape. And he say, did. Okay, He's Zach, done over a hundred games. I mean, I, I would assume that that they've heard him and that he's obviously already at a fairly acceptable level. So I mean, listen, listen, listen. First of all, Streif is a well-spoken guy. We can all agree on this. That's second, second, secondly, have you, play, this, I think Ralph would agree this with is that. New Orleans, Dave. This isn't L.A. It's not Chicago. Have you listened to the guys that we have on the radio? I mean, no disrespect no to disrespect, some of the guys. No disrespect, I'm not going to name names. But this is Streif, I have never listened to Streif speak radio in my life. And I already know he's better than half the people that do it for the Saints. Okay, but is he better than the play-by-play that guy that they've had for the last twenty years? Nobody's going to be as good. That's the point. It, here's the thing. That's here's not the true. Those I, are I impossible shoes to fill. I don't think so. I don't. You know, Jim Henderson was great, but I don't think it's impossible to have another Jim Henderson. Here's the thing. Here's the reason why I've listened to other cities NFL play-by-play. It's fucking terrible. The Saints are never replacing Jim Henderson. So I like the fact that they were like, we can't replace Jim Henderson. So we're not even going to try. We're going to go in a different direction. And if Streif can get the mechanics of it down, he can be great. Because you won't, he'll have a different perspective of play-by-play of an ex-player doing it. And in the short term, he knows the Sean Payton offense backwards and forwards. So... It could be really interesting to have him doing the play-by-play and well, knowing it. able to give away too much. You think Peyton, Peyton, he'll be, Peyton will be the first one to call him and say, hey, you can't be saying that shit on the air. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean teams know. I mean, teams... You can't be saying that we're running Y2 Zebra Spider right. <laughs> banana uh, banana uh, chili. It'll, it'll start being part know. of the game plan is to start listening to tapes of Zach Street speaking <laughs> for the opposing teams. <laughs> I mean, but 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 to Ralph's point, I think I think the hope for us is that he be, he's like the next Tony Romo, you know, where everybody's really surprised. It's like holy shit, this guy is giving us way more knowledge than we've ever gotten before, like way more in-depth actual knowledge that we're that we've never gotten before. But, but then again, not, that's, that's can Juice's he, job. Can, yeah, that's Juice's job. Can he even say that stuff? Hey, yeah, I mean, no. it, it'll be interesting. It, the, I think it has the potential to be fantastic i also think there's a non-zero chance that it's a disaster which if you hired myers or mike haas or somebody else you would know that hey there's no chance that there's no chance that like joel myers is going to be terrible right there's a chance i mean actually i put it like less than awesome i would put it less than five percent chance that's actually because i think Zach Streif, by everything that I've read, he's really serious about it, and he sees this as a great opportunity. I mean, because think about it. He's, what, 32? 33, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He could he could potentially be doing this until 20, 2050, you know? If he did it, you know, he could do it till his mid-60s. So this is like a this could be like a career job. This could be a launching point to something else for me if he's ser- really serious about it. And because it's the Saints and it's New Orleans and they do weird things, like this is like a like this is an opportunity he doesn't get anywhere else. Like I don't think New York or 
any other NFL market is going to like hire the dude that just retired to do the play by play. Like it's yeah, like today's point. point, it's kind of insane. And only in New Orleans would we be like, yeah, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think think of it, Andrew. So we're, like we've had Buddy D. If you're old enough, you remember Hap Claudy. Like like being able to speak well and be in the media in New Orleans, it's not a prerequisite. I mean, Hokey, Bobby Abear. Coming to a TV near you, coming to a TV, coming to a TV near you very soon, me. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh so. yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Any any market that's going to let you do morning <laughs> television, forget it. Yes, all bets are off. I I kind of like how <laughs> Henderson and and Joel Myers, who does the Pelicans play by play. I mean, they're homers. You know, they definitely care about but the, the home But they'll team. be angry homers, too. Yeah, and I, I that's true. Like, like the Pelicans, like if you watch the Pelicans, it's not – I hate to say it's my favorite thing because it means the Pelicans doing are doing badly. But one of the things I really enjoy about Pelicans games sometimes is sad, disappointed dad David Wesley during the game, like when the Pelicans just aren't giving a shit about defense and you can, you can just feel Dave Wesley like wanting to just rip into him, but he knows he can't cause he's the Pelicans color guy. So he's just like sad and disappointed and him and Joel Myers are just really like sad parents and it's great. And I think, but I think the thing is like people worry about that Zach Streif will be too positive and not like Jim Henderson, but, but they like a play by play guy. Like he can't be like, he, you can't sugarcoat, Play by play, like if the Saints suck, like you're just calling the play, like you can't fake it, right? You just it is what it is. Yeah, I, I would I would assume if if Shreve sees something that annoys him or upsets him or or, or disappoints him, that you'll be able to tell. Yeah. But I mean, on the just the mechanics of it, like if 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 another team runs for 400 yards in a game or some shit, like Zach Shreve, he can't like lie and like sugarcoat. He's got to call those plays, you know. Right. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Everybody earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, but he could. But he's got two options. He could say, "Oh, and so and so just gashes the Saints for another, you know, thirty-yard run," or he could say, you know, he could do like Jim, you know, did where, and there's another thirty-yard run up the left side, you know, you know, and make it sound like you can't monotonous. You know, yeah, just make it sound like you can't believe that this is still happening. <laughs> I think it'll be the uh, without, I think, actually, without actually saying I can't fucking believe this is. Still happening. <laughs> I think it'll I think it'll be the latter because Streif played for the Saints and he has an emo- he has a deep emotional attachment to them. I think it'll be the latter. So this is a great question from Dylan. I mean, I, I think there's going to be moments. I, I think it's actually going to be the opposite of teams getting runs on the Saints. It's going to be when Drew gets hit. Because you know he's yeah. going to be in the booth, and he's and he's going to be dying inside, thinking I should have been out there blocking. I should have been protecting Drew. And <laughs> I think it's when Drew Brees gets sacked. That I I'm wonder, be really wish, looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I know we you asked Streif if he would come on the podcast. I hope he will because the, the question that I had for him, Andrew, is they said he's called like a hundred games. And I'm sure what he's game? called Saints games. So, like, was he calling, like, really old Saints games with, like, Deuce running the ball and Deuce is doing the color next to him? Or is he doing, like, a Saints game where, like, he gave up a sack and he's got to do the play-by-play of Breeze getting sacked and it's his fault? Where like, did you hear that, that he did 100 games? It, it was in like, Nick Underhill. As, as when training, they, you mean? Yeah. Like, he did it. He did 100 games and apparently he did them, recorded Like, in them. the last month or so? No, I mean, he's been... 
it's been like the last three, four months that he's been in the this that the Saints have seriously considered this, you know. And I guess okay, but they, it's not it's not like he three years ago he was like doing this. No, in no, the summer this fun, is all right? recent, I would assume. And like okay. he does the game, and then he like sends him out to people that he respects, like broadcasters, and they critique him and give him notes and stuff. But like, if he did a hundred games, I'm certain he's done Saints games in the last of the last decade. Like he's not doing random. Titan games, right? You know. Well, it sounds like he's pretty damn serious about yeah. this. Then. I mean, it's a great, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. And like Dave says, I mean, for for an NFL player to go from playing to play by play guy of the team he just played for, like it's like I would bet it's unheard of. Like I would bet in the last ever, like it may never have happened. Uh, but here's a. Course. I mean, look, the bottom line here is he'll either be great or he won't. And if he's not, they'll find someone else. But at the end of the day, let's not forget how much as fans we should love that guy. And we, I think we should all be wishing for him to be successful. And he deserves a shot because he's freaking Zach Streif. And if you're a member of the media and you have a problem with that, too bad because he's Zach Streif. <laughs> Here's a question. In we five should years, all love him. In five years, Dave, will he still be the play-by-play guy for the Saints? Yes. Andrew? I'm going to say no because um, he'll either be bad at it and he'll get replaced or he'll be good and amazing opportunities will come up. Yeah. Because it's pretty rare that, you know, a guy with his experience and his resume uh, gets a job like that. So if he's really good at it, I just think... Networks will fall all over themselves to hire him. Yep. Yep. Dylan asks, more receptions in 2018, Dave, Dion Yedler or Shane Vereen? Uh, Yelder. Yedler. I was about to say, did you pronounce that name right? Uh, I'm going to go with Vereen. Andrew? Yelder. Uh, what would have to happen for the Saints to disappoint like they did in 2014? Hmm. Let's see what happened in 2014. They were coming off 2013. They went 11 and five. That was Jarris, that was Jarris Bird, right? His yeah. First year. Yeah. I mean, I think if Kamara falls off a cliff and just isn't any good. Yeah, I mean, I. Think what happened too in 2014 is um, Jabari well, the defense Greer, imploded. Jabari, right, Jabari Greer got hurt at the end of 2013. Keenan Lewis was a one-hit wonder. He got hurt, and they were just a fucking train wreck at corner. And that was, you know, they were they were train wreck at corner. That was the main. That was the, one of their main issues the whole year. Like they yeah. just they couldn't they couldn't get it right. And if I remember I mean, right, the Saints will go seven and nine if the following happen: Demario Davis is a total bust. Davenport ends his rookie year with one sack, and Patrick Robinson is the Patrick Robinson of old. If those three things happen, I think seven and nine is possible. Yeah, Dave. What would have to happen for them to be disappoint like twenty fourteen? And Kamara has a sophomore slump. I'll add that too. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, just if, if both of their rookies of the year uh, slide drastically, I would say that could be enough. To be honest with you, I think if if I think if Cam Jordan or Lattimore got hurt or slid back cons- significantly, they could have they could have issues. Because the thing is, with say, the the division is so good and the schedule is so hard, like it doesn't take a lot for them to fall back. Whereas, like you know, it's not like they're New England, where New England plays in fucking the. The, the shittiest division in football and they can have a ton of injuries but because Buffalo and the Jets and um, you know you could say it. she's not listening she's not listening the, the, the Dolphins they're terrible <laughs> you know they like the New England can have a shit ton of injuries and they can still go 10 and 6 and or 11 and 5 and still win the AFC East no problem the Saints man they get a bunch of the right the wrong injuries 11 and 5 can flip to 8 and 8 7 and 9 real quick yeah you know it's just that's what people don't realize about the Patriots' dominance. Is it has as much to do with those three teams just being completely incompetent. I mean, who who has been a good quarterback consistently for like a three-year window that was in the AFC East that wasn't Tom Brady? No one. Yeah, I mean, um, this is a good. Who question. is who is the best quarterback that's played in the last since Brady started in the AFC East besides? Brady. Pennington, one year in 08. Tony Soprano, rest in peace. Uh, they won the division, and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. I mean, but that was only one year. Yep. And by the way, I was really sad about I mean, the, the answer might be Mark Sanchez, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was really sad about Tony Soprano dying because – the Wildcat game where they broke out the Wildcat and just it, and, wait, is it it's Sperano, Sperano. right? What did I say, Tony Soprano? Yeah, that's the full <laughs> Ralph right there. Uh, <laughs> so Tony Sperano, like the when they did the Wildcat game and they just annihilated the Patriots, thirty-eight to thirteen. That was me and my wife. That was like our third date. My life. My life. Uh, so. Uh, it was ex- my uh, because she came over and we watched the game and she was really excited to see the Dolphins kick the shit out of the Patriots. And she was like, I don't understand how this is happening. They're not even really playing a quarterback. And I was like, I don't know, man. They're running the single. I don't know. It was it was a it was a great memory of mine. And I and I thought of him and it made me sad. Um, do you this is from uh, Idle Irish Minds, Dave. Do you think Ingram is traded before the end of the season? No, no, I don't. Why would he be traded? <laughs> Nobody wants to trade for a suspended player, ever. Which which team is most likely to miss the playoffs? Rams, Vikings, Falcons, or Panthers? Panthers, and it's not Panthers. Close. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we only have a couple more. With Morstead doing 418 pull-ups today for charity in an hour, is he the best linebacker on the team now? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite question in a while. That's he, he, fantastic. The answer is yes. I mean, that doesn't deserve an answer. I think that stands on its own as a fantastic question. And, and by the way, I feel like pro- giving an answer to that question would just dilute the genius of it. And by the way, on Pro Football Focus, Morstead was 10 points clear in their ratings of punters. He was 10 points better than the number two punter in the NFL on their little scale for whatever 
you want to take that as. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. We have uh, one more, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this is from James. Can Michael Thomas have a 2008 Larry Fitzgerald-type season? Yes or no? Can who? Michael Thomas. Can he have a Larry Fitzgerald-type season? 2008. That's like 125 catches and whatnot. He can. Will he? I don't know if he will. Um... All right. So that wraps up this show. Uh, Thanks to everybody for the questions. Uh, Remember to donate. You want to have a daily show every day during the football season. $300 gets you one extra show. $600 gets you two. $900 gets you three. $1,200 a month gets you five shows a week. You want it? Do it. Uh, So for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.